Please rise. Grace to you. Peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We read just the first part from our gospel lesson today. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. We pray. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. In the name of Jesus Christ, dear fellow redeemed. So we're not actually going to focus on this text because as, I, as we started last Sunday, we're having a series of sermons on the, on the Lord's Supper and, the, and uh, the recommendation and encouragement of the elders and, and the pastor too that we go to every Sunday communion sometime here in the, in the near future. So we'll be focusing on the Lord's Supper again today, but we'll bring in some of our text here right away. We are Christians of the Bible and therefore, the words that Jesus, oh, sorry, I forgot to put on my mic again. So. By the way, we'll be getting a new mic next week, so it's been even better. But anyway, my apologies. We are Christians of the Bible. And therefore, uh, the words that Jesus spoke today in our gospel lesson are absolutely true. He's speaking there of priority. He's speaking there of counting the cost. He's speaking there of bearing the cross. And these are all hard and difficult things. And so you might say that Jesus is almost making the case for us that, hey, regular attendance at the Lord's Supper is very, very important in view of what he is calling us to do in this life. Then because we are Christians of the Bible, when we seek to bring God's grace to us in word and sacrament, we can expect and we will see a pushback, an opposition. You know, Satan is alive and well. He does not want God's people or anybody to receive God's grace. So last week, I uh, started out by talking a little bit, a little bit about the history of uh, the Lord's Supper in the early Church of the Apostles and thereafter and, and the Lutheran Church of the Reformation, they did offer the sacrament every Sunday. Uh, and that changed somewhat. It wasn't always the case, but usually that was the case. Every Sunday the sacrament was offered. But then when uh, Lutheranism came to America, then there was a change. and It wasn't offered nearly so often, and that was because there was a lack of pastors sometimes. It was also because the Lutheran churches were influenced by the non-Lutheran churches around them that didn't have a high regard for the sacrament of the altar, the Lord's Supper. It's also because that when you get into doing something on a regular basis, that becomes the, the norm, what's expected. So there, you know, there has been a change, and Lutheran churches now these days are tending to go back to offering the, the sacrament every Sunday. Why would we want to offer the sacrament often? And we answered that 
last week also by referring to the small catechism of Luther, where he talks about the benefit, forgiveness, life, and salvation. We also looked at a quote of his from the preface where he encourages uh, regular attendance at the Lord's Supper. We looked at a quote from him in the large catechism, which is just a, a fascinating quotation, where Luther brings up our three enemies, our three powerful and deadly enemies. You know, sin, the flesh, in other words, we, we have sin. If you don't, and Luther says, if you don't quite understand your sin, just grab a hold of your flesh and then read about what Paul says about the flesh in the book of Galatians. It's, it's, it's sinful, it's there, it's reality. And then, of course, he says, the world. Just look around and see if you're in the world or not. And then realize also Satan is alive and well, and he has all these weapons pointed against you, not just once in a while, but all the time. And so he's making the case for regular attendance at, at the Lord's Supper. I can't remember if I mentioned this to you last week, but I want to just remind us of this, if I didn't mention it to you, or just bring it to your attention now. Why? Why? Well, in the sacrament, we receive forgiveness of all sins, uh, including those we have forgotten about, including those we don't even know about, including those sins that have plagued us for the last week, including the sins that maybe still bother our conscience from a week ago, two years ago, a long time ago. All those sins in the sacrament of the altar are forgiven. And there's no authority in heaven or on earth that can change that forgiveness we receive in the sacrament of the altar. It's there. And also, we receive the almighty uh, presence of Christ in body and blood because Satan and his demons, they can't stand there where Christ is present. They must flee. But there's some other uh, questions that I would like to uh, turn our attention to uh, this morning. Oh, one more thing too. Last week I did mention that we, you know, we, we want to be sensitive to the length of the service here. Uh, we just don't want to totally ignore the fact that communion services often go beyond uh, 60 minutes and uh, and so, you know, we're a product of our, our culture, and uh, so the 60 minutes seems like a good round figure to stay within or close to. Uh, and, and so we, we understand that, and we want to be sensitive to that. At the same time, we want to make sure that we understand that 60 minutes is not, is not an absolute. It's, it's not a, a sacred commandment. And so we, we want to find a balance here, be sensitive uh, to some of these things, and uh, and so forth. But let me get to some other questions here th this morning. Um, one of the comments that is sometimes made is that by having the sacrament offered, uh, we could maybe become um, such that we don't consider it as meaningful if we have it every single Sunday. Uh, it might become simply a ritual we go through. And, and that's a good point. And it's absolutely true. It could become simply a ritual. It, be, it could become less meaningful. But we could say the same thing about anything we do here in church on a regular basis. Confession and absolution. 
the Lord's Prayer, the Creed. And we usually don't ask that question about those, although we could and maybe we should. So you, you think about confession and absolution. Yeah, it could become less meaningful because we do it every week. But would we really say that the solution, therefore, is not to have it every week? I suppose absolution be, could become less meaningful if we have it every week, and we do. But is, is, it, should we, is the solution, therefore, not to have absolution every week? So the question is not, could it become less meaningful? But how can we prevent it from becoming less meaningful and merely ritualistic? And the answer to that is twofold. One is proper preparation, and we'll take that up next. But the answer also is in the sacrament itself, what it is and what it does. In this amazing meal, in this body and blood of Christ that is offered to us, is the very power of God that battles for us and within us against apathy and mere ritualism. You know, think, think about um, a daily vitamin. We might say, and I know this is kind of stretching a little bit, we might say, well, this daily vitamin, I'm starting to take it for granted. Okay. I don't think this is meaningful to me anymore because I take it every day. But the point is, is that within that vitamin is the very thing we need. You need for your good. And same thing with the sacrament of the altar. It is the power of God because it is the gospel. The Lord's Supper is the gospel. And so, yes, apathy and mere ritualism will happen for a number of these things we do or might happen, but that doesn't mean we necessarily stop doing them just because something might happen. And that uh, brings up another question. And this is something that's been shared with me before in the past, a number of years ago, before I came here. Uh, a person told me that they like to use the non-communion Sunday to prepare for the communion Sunday. In other words, I feel better prepared to receive the Lord's Supper when I do not have it every Sunday. Okay, that's fine. And that's good. Nobody is saying that we have to have it every time it is offered. But I would like to point out a couple of things here. First of all, here we get into the proper preparation for the communicant member. Keep in mind that proper preparation to receive the Lord's Supper is in one sense, very simple, very simple. So we have in the small catechism the question, who then received, receives the sacrament worthily? And the answer 
in the small catechism is fasting and bodily preparation are indeed a fine outward training, but he is truly worthy and well prepared who has faith in these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. The sinner comes with, with sin, obviously, but the sinner simply comes with faith in the words of Christ. And then to further assist us in this simple but necessary preparation, we have in our hymnary those 20 questions by Martin Luther, found on pages 38 and 39, and encourage you um, at least once in a while to come into church maybe five minutes early and just sit down and read through those 20 questions on pages 38 and 39. They are, they are designed to make sure that we are properly prepared to receive the sacrament of the altar. But here's the other point I want to make too. We have to be careful not to put some man-made or humanly invented preparation above the simple God-provided preparation. Again, God's method of being prepared is, is simple. And there is a temptation to take some other method of preparation and consider that to be more important than God's simple method of preparation. Now, fasting and bodily preparation are the things that men, Luther mentions. Those are fine, okay? But when those get put above the God-approved preparation, that's, that's not good. That can be dangerous. We, when we would do that, we would be adding a burden that God does not want us to bear. Another question. Do I have to receive the Lord's Supper every time it is offered? No. No. So what would be some guidelines or what would be some reasons not to receive it when it is offered? Well, there's, there's several. First of all, maybe you don't come prepared. Maybe you haven't had time or taken the time to examine yourselves as you should. Or maybe you think uh, you have not sinned this last week. I remember a, a pastor telling his congregation one time, I haven't sinned for the last two weeks. <laughs> I don't know what commandments he was looking at. Uh, but it, it's pretty rare when the Christian does not understand that he has sinned. Or maybe the person says that he has sinned, but is not repentant of the sin. In that case, that person should not come to the Lord's Supper either. Uh, I'm reminded of a person on, uh, quite a few years ago I wasn't the pastor at this worship service, but uh, the person who, who was uh, next to me or just ahead of me, I noticed, was not uh, participating in the confession of sins. And so I, I asked that person afterwards, you know, why, why were you not confessing your sins? And this person told me, because I'm not sorry. Okay? So in that instance, that person should not come 
to the sacrament of the altar. That person was very honest and good for that person. That, that person realized that they should not be participating in that part of the service because they weren't there, even though they should have been. Or you should not come to the Lord's Supper if you do not believe or doubt in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament. Or you should not come to the sacrament when you have sinned against your brother or sister in Christ and you haven't been reconciled. You know, your pastor has, I think at least on one occasion here over the last several years, not participated in the sacrament because I wanted to be reconciled first. So there are reasons not to come to the Lord's Supper. But if you know you are a sinner, you know that God hates your sin. And you hate your sin. If you are sorry and repentant over your sins, if you believe that Jesus Christ is truly present with his body and blood, and he is present with his body and blood offered to you for the forgiveness of all your sins, free of charge, then come. You will not be disappointed. You will not be unbenefited from receiving the sacrament, even if you don't feel it as much as you would like to. So, those are the questions I wanted to deal with today. And uh, next week I'll, I'll deal with some others too. I, I think last Sunday might be the last Sunday we deal with the Lord's Supper before we get back to our, our regular preaching on the pericope. Uh, next week, I, I think there are some really important questions that I'd like to uh, share answers with you about. Uh, for example, what, what does the sacrament have to do with Christian love for my neighbor? With the visitor? to our congregation, to the church member, to my son or daughter, or to the person who's really weak and afflicted? What does the Lord's Supper, and a regular offering of the Lord's Supper, have to do with my neighbor? And then another question, too, I, I think I'll deal with next week is, is there anything going on today in our world that suggest a more frequent, frequent reception of the Lord's Supper is at least a good idea, at least a good idea. So that's what we'll try to uh, deal with next week. And today, of course, again, we do have the sacrament being offered to uh, our members and, and those of our fellowship. And so we would like to see a bunch of sinners up at the altar today to receive forgiveness so that you can be strengthened in your faith and in your Christian life. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen. And now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.